0: This is an All Ears English podcast episode 877, How Natives Talk About Their Hometown. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Today, you'll get a sneak peek into the three time-related phrases that you could use to talk about your hometown to connect with locals on a personal level.
1: Hey Jessica, how you feeling today? I am. I'm feeling energized. I feel great. Yeah, yeah. Do, went for like do. a five mile sort of hike-ish, run-ish thing with Ozzy nice. yesterday. Even oh, though awesome. it was
0: icy icy cold what about you <laughs> <laughs> same thing I went for a hike on Saturday in the snow it was crazy oh. it was it was so nice I mean you know it's fun to walk in the woods when it's snowing because you oh, know it's it beautiful touches the trees. it's so beautiful um snow and then I just is magical yeah.
1: it's just snow like this so fantasy magical. land when you're like in the actual snow
0: falling absolutely it's beautiful I mean the aftermath is not my favorite I wish the snow would just (laughs) melt in a day and then we could just get on you know with life (laughs) but I love it when it does fall you know it's beautiful and it reminds me of snow days
1: (laughs) yeah well I think I I have this nostalgia for for snow because I I grew up in it but then I didn't live in it for a really long time Mm. and so like looking back I'm like oh I miss snow but last year when it actually did snow here in Portland and we were we were like stranded we were kind of trapped for like a week (laughs) then it wasn't as magical (laughs) as I thought (laughs) it's
0: awesome yep yep but definitely yeah memories from childhood those are the best yep (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, guys, we're gonna teach you
1: some phrases that you could use to talk about your childhood today. And the thing I love about these phrases is they're, they're just, they're purely native, which makes them seem very high level. But actually, these are, these are ways we frame our past. All the time But they're not They're not like Quote unquote Like linking words Or whatever That you'll get In some like list
0: Yeah Exactly That's the point Right Jessica I mean these Phrases were gathered Through the trip The summer trip That I took across Mm -hmm. the US And then we took The footage back home And the two of us We worked on building this course based on these phrases that were pulled out of natural interviews, right? I mean, we're talking about interviews in the Rust Belt, in California, in the Deep South, where natives just said these things by answering my questions. These didn't come from, we didn't search any list of vocab phrases around the internet to do today's episode, guys.
1: (laughs) This is, and, you know, uh, from working on this course, this is more and more of how I come up with whatever I'm writing for, you know, like, lessons or what whatever. I'm trying to create. I have to think about what we really say first. Like I have to run through my own like natural responses or like imagine a conversation in my head in order to come up with what we really say, because I'm not Mm going to find it on, I'm not going to like Google ESL list 2000, whatever, and like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then like recycle and (laughs) reteach these same things. So
0: yeah. Yeah. That's not motivating to us either to recycle what's already been taught. I mean, that's the other part of why we give you guys real English. It's exciting for us to feel like we're giving you real English from the streets, from the cafes, from the restaurants. You know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool.
1: And these phrases come from one of my favorite lessons in our course. Like, this is one of the most eye-opening lessons for anybody outside of America, but I think it would be for a lot of Americans as well. This history of Detroit, of Flint, Michigan... Um, I think maybe Americans have uh, like peripheral knowledge of the depressed economy around there, the poverty, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I think for people outside the States, there'd be a lot of
0: sort of shocking pieces of information in this interview. Do you remember talking to him, Andrew? Oh, I remember exactly what happened. It was Memorial Day weekend. I rolled up and they were actually living in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But, you know, they had spent time like Andrew had lived in Flint. And, you know, we sat in their living room with their dog, Bella. (laughs) (laughs) And Andrew gave me some real like insider information along with his opinion, of course. You know, he's quite opinionated, quite educated guy um, on these issues. And yeah, it was cool. I felt like I was learning about the Rust Belt from an insider. It was great. Oh, yeah. You did. you did. And yeah. anybody that watches this video is
1: an insider yes. as well. Guys, if you get into our course, that's what you mm-hmm. are. You're an insider yeah. with these native speaker conversations. You're getting this language and having these experiences that you can only get if you're in the States, right? If you're like talking to people face to face, this is this is the next best thing to actually
0: spending the money to come here and having a camera and interviewing people yourself. It's so cool. It's so spontaneous. I mean, like, it's not filmed in a studio, right? It's filmed out on the streets, you know, in the parks, in the festivals, in people's living rooms. You get to go into people's living rooms and really hear the insider story. So cool. It's so
1: awesome! So, um, (laughs) and Andrew's quite eloquent, quite yeah, he, he, he was very well spoken, this man. Um, yeah. in his story of telling the the history of Detroit and Flint, we were able to pull out a lot of transition phrases, time phrases that help. It's you guys can use these when you speak, of course, but it also helps you keep track when you're listening to native speakers tell stories.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and also, if our listeners, you know, if you guys get to the point where, you know, once you've learned these phrases, then it's time to be able to talk about your own town. Like, how has your own yeah. town changed over the years? I can say my hometown of Keene, New Hampshire has changed actually quite a bit over the last 20, 30 years. Oh, really? Um, changes so? in towns go through changes. It's actually, well, you know, as things have changed in the US around like, you know, wealthier people are now living in cities, like more yuppies living in cities, young yeah. people, it's been come that there's more drugs in my town now than there were. My town oh, used wow. to be it's, it's not that my town is like dangerous there aren't like yeah. murders every day but there's a lot more drugs with the opioid crisis that's going on in the northeast um, it's, Oh wow There's a lot more drugs in my town than we ever saw when I was growing up and it's like things have flipped mm-hmm. right at least on the east coast. The cities are safer and the outside small towns and suburbs are getting more like drug infested. I mean that sounds really bad but but that's true though
1: I think, I mean, the opioid crisis is definitely has its like epicenter on the East Coast more so. It's yeah. stronger there mm-hmm. than the rest of the country, but it exists all over the country. Yeah. And I think what you said is true. This sort of like, I think it's a like a post-90s um, mm. fall mm. into uh, really like just lower income, lower education um, mm. populations are all yeah. that's left in yeah. smaller towns. And so that's what has happened. And that's kind of similar about my hometown as well. Um, There's definitely more drugs there than when I lived there. And it just feels overall like sadder. It's just like, it just feels (laughs) like a little bit dirtier, just a little bit, you know what I mean? Like just a little
0: bit more dingy than my memories at least. (laughs) Although some of that could be, we have to know like which part of that is our own view, like our own, like coming back with new eyes, having lived in these cool cities, that we live in, like Portland and right. Boston. And then That's we're going true. back and it's the same old, same old. Right, same restaurant. Same, like, this is our one Italian
1: restaurant. Right. This is our mall.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's true, though. It's like, listeners, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I know it's happened to me a few times where, like, I've um, as an adult, I went back to visit a place or a building or an area that I had memories of as a child. And visiting it as an adult, all of a sudden, it seems so much smaller smaller. Yeah. Right. And it's this total like shift in perspective. There's like this magical world in your mind in yeah. these memories. And that probably <laughs> have been made bigger over time as well. Right. Um, and then you go back and you're like, oh, what? That's not even real. Like, what is this place? This is all just fake cardboard, and yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I've had that too. Totally. No. So it's important to yeah. This is good. This is a great skill for connection, guys. You know, when you let's say if you're living in the U.S. and <clears throat> your native friends are going to ask you about your town, how is your cha- how has your town changed in the last 20, 30 years? So let's let's dive into it. Then let's give our listeners a sneak peek of the vocab that's available in this lesson in the course, and awesome. let's 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 go into it. What do you think of this show? Let us know. Leave a review for the show in iTunes and we'll read your name out loud. Thanks, guys.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
1: Perfect, perfect. So let's see. Uh, if I'm thinking of Portland where I live now I mean I didn't grow up here but I know a lot of people that did and I've definitely heard some crazy stories I feel like um like in the eight in like the 1970s and 80s it was it was a bit gritty it was just sort of a like a port city and there wasn't a unique character about it yet it, you know like it was it was just a place like nobody really it wasn't on anybody's radar at the time mm. um but sort of like post 90s Portland has blown up, man. Portland's all like trendy and everybody's moving here. We have a show starring Fred Armisen on, on TV. So I think post 90s, we're like hipster landia,
0: we're just like a paradise for sort of Whoa. young professionals. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. So it's like the opposite effect has happened to Portland. Right, uh, yeah. You know, the opposite thing. I think I remember – I have an uncle, actually, that lives in Portland that I haven't oh, really? been in touch with over the years, but he does live there. And I remember visiting there in the 80s, and it was really different. It was just kind of yeah. not a whole lot going on. And just is it, is of it like, just the media? whatever? Well, I mean, there, you had that show Portlandia, right? But it, it's also yeah. got the whole, like, hipster effect that totally. has drawn – I mean, what is it?
1: Like, why? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how it happened. I feel like, you know, some really smart people got together and was like, okay, let's brainstorm. How can we make Portland cool? And then, like, they did it. We, like, got some musicians from Seattle, maybe. We got some artists from San Francisco. Maybe it was just sort of spillover from these other, like, oversaturated cool places. Um, And then people left the oversaturated cool places and came here and made us cool. Yeah, Like, we went from being... Being On nobody's mind Like a blip on the radar To being like a well-known name Sort of mm-hmm. worldwide Like mm-hmm. people know Portland, mm-hmm. Oregon now
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's possible that part of it was also Because of San Francisco getting so expensive Maybe with totally. the tech boom yeah. In the 90s and then the bubble burst Maybe people moved Even in the recession of 2008 Maybe people said, That's okay, true. San Francisco We can't afford it anymore Let's try something else But they wanted to stay on the West Coast Right? I think I think that happened a lot yeah
1: i think we got a lot of spillover from yeah from the bay area seattle seattle super pricey and then la oh, yeah. as well oh yeah um, yeah it's kind of sad to say that like we only became cool because people moved here and not because of something like innate in the area right. but i think that's what right. happened right. Uh, um, right. but a couple of phrases there guys so um i really like this phrase like post 90s or post 1990s this mm-hmm. means like after that decade, right? After yep. the 1990s. That's it sounds it's short and simple, but it's really impressive. I like the way that yeah. sounds. It and sounds then, really educated. Um, yeah. Also this structure we went from being something to being something. Like we went from being a blip on the radar to being well-known globally.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and 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 just to remind you guys, as we said before, these came naturally. I didn't prompt them to say these things. They came yeah. out of their mouth, their account of Detroit of the Rust Belt. And so we know this is natural, but it also sounds very educated, these phrases. Very smart. Oh,
1: extremely. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. very native, very natural, but very intelligent at the same time. Um Yeah. yeah. Lindsay, mm. how would you describe your the changes in Boston mm. or your your hometown? What do you
0: think? Yeah, well, if I was going to talk about that, I would hone in a little bit on Kendall Square. So one particular area, which is where MIT is located, actually, that area went from being industrial and basically deserted to being, you know, obviously very, a very educated popu- population, really? very huh. fancy. And to be honest, Pretty much overpriced uh, <laughs> over the la- you know, over the course of about twenty years, it's changed so much that area. Now you have fancy tech companies, right? You oh, have, wow. um, you have overpriced hotels, you have fancy food, <laughs> you have you know expensive fitness clubs, and a- I suppose a lot of it is started with MIT, and yeah. then the tech companies came, and then the surrounding lifestyle services came outside of that.
1: Interesting. Yeah, what, Is MIT
0: not that old of a school? No, it is old, but you know, it's funny, like I've, you know, I've just heard that back in the day, It was pretty dead. If you I mean, obviously, like walking around the campus, you're on campus, right? But if you go into like further reaches of Kendall Square, it was very industrial. I mean, that was also an industrial economy, too, right? I mean, the economy has changed into like more of a tech information based economy, too. So that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, I feel like there were a lot more sort of like blue collar industries type jobs in Boston in the past than there are Mm. today.
0: For sure. Now, Boston is really, it's, it's a highly educated city. Obviously, it's really, a, it's a brain city. You know, there's a lot yeah. of research that comes. It's also a medical city. Um, mm. Some of the best hospitals in the country are, are here. So, yeah, we've got we've got a lot of good stuff here <laughs> But um, bad weather.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but bad. But you're trapped inside for a couple yeah, months. Nine Other months. than that, it's like perfect. <laughs>
0: nine months ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. One phrase you said that I really like was back in the day. You oh, know, okay. like, can yeah. you imagine hearing a student say, say that, that
0: just wouldn't no. happen, right? But we say it's, that a lot. Back in the day. Yeah, but our um, listeners, you know, after listening today, they will. I mean, and and yeah. even on the IELTS exam, we're not talking about IELTS today, but if you guys are taking IELTS, go to IELTS Energy Podcast, download that, but that would be quite a differentiator, wouldn't it, on the that speaking That would be test. awesome. Yeah. We,
1: should, uh, we should talk about this, these phrases plus some extras on, yep. an, on an IELTS episode. <laughs> we should. We should. <laughs> so, guys, yeah, I mean, the 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 point, uh, the reason why we're sharing these phrases with you guys, one, it is to help you understand and track and follow when native speakers are sharing their history, sharing their ideas about where they came from and m- childhood memories, right? Um, yeah. But it's also to connect, so you can share your own memories and your own history, because that's how it's that's how it happens. That's how conversation <laughs> works, guys. It's not just listening, right? So if yeah. you want to use some of these phrases, I. I think this would be a really helpful episode to listen to a few times because when we were just like spontaneously describing our memories, right? Yep. Or perceptions <laughs> of the past, there was a lot more, there were a lot more phrases that came out besides oh, just more. like the ones we pointed to.
0: Right, right. And, and just to review in case our listeners just want a quick review of those three phrases that we went into at the beginning of the episode, the first one, right, Jessica was mm-hmm. post post the time period. So we said post 1980s, post 1990s. And then what was the next one?
1: And then I love this structure. And then we went from being a something to being a something. We went from being, yeah. um, we went from being a nothing town to a rich city or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the last one, over the course of time periods, over the course yep. of a decade, over the course of twenty years, yep. that one is also really nice.
0: Yeah, I love it. So those are your core phrases, guys. But those are just three of the, you know, the handful. I'm sh- in the course, you get more. At least in. That that very interview that we did, you got at least, I think there was at least five or six of them that came uh, out of that. There's as tons. Well as, yeah. yeah, there's tons. <laughs> there's tons, guys. So really, what you can do is you can get into this step-by-step course to to have a shortcut to get to your goals of connection. And Jessica, where can our listeners get their first lesson for free for that course? Where can they go?
1: Um, do you remember? oh, no? <laughs> I even wrote it down. Wait,
0: wait, wait. I got it. allearsenglish.com forward slash connection. Oh, no. Well, that's no. the course. So that's, oh. the, that, that's the but They actually get a free <laughs> lesson. That's okay. I'll yell it out. No problem. If you guys, you can get right into the course right away. And that's awesome, guys. But if you want to try your first lesson for free and get the seven simple secrets to connection in English, you can go to all forward slash secrets. That's the place Secrets. to
1: Secrets. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> I was so stoked. I grabbed my little post-it note yeah, from the wall in front of me and I was like, I have it. I have it. But that wasn't it. Okay. Guys, you were close. Def- you were close. Right ballpark. <laughs> definitely get in. Just Sample that free lesson, guys. It's amazing. Um, It's with this gun salesman in Texas, and you learn about hedging, how to understand Mm -hmm. it when native speakers are using this technique, and how you could use this strategy yourself in conversation. It's a super strong lesson.
0: It's pretty awesome. You guys are going to learn a lot in that lesson. So one more time, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash secrets, and we'll show you how to get into the course when you finish that up. All right. This has been good, Jessica. I feel enlightened about Portland and about your hometown, (laughs) my hometown, Kendall Square, how to talk about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Way to sum it up. Good job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. All right. We'll see you back on the show soon. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Take care.